1: All right, we
2: kick off another week here on the Lake Show. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830WCCO. Henry Lake, Christopher Tubbs until 9 p.m. tonight. A guest that we'll get to shortly, and we got Taylor Rivera hanging out in studio with me to kick off the show. Because of the opening topic that I want to get into right now. You know, a a part of life and maturing as a person is learning about so many things. And when I say learning, I mean when you hear and you learn about things that you don't have firsthand experience with. I wouldn't call myself an expert on pets because I've never had one. I like animals, but I've never been a dog or cat owner. But one of the things that I'm learning more and more and more about is that emotional grief and heartbreak when you lose a pet. And there was an interesting question that was posed by the uh, the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Uh, they did an article just recently, a couple days ago. When is it time to say goodbye to your pet? I, I thought that that was an interesting question, a really good article that they have. And I wanted to open up the phone lines for you with regards to that question. When is it time to say goodbye to your pet? 651-461-9226. Because I do think that that's an interesting topic and conversation. And Taylor, um, you have owned pets and you've actually lost um, a pet as well.
3: Yeah, I, I had a 22-year-old Dalmatian. Um, my parents had had it for a number of years. And, you know, near the end, he he had eye cancer. He lost both of his eyes, and Mm -hmm. his quality of life was just not that good. And it it was kind of a consensus between all of us that, hey, we got to put him down. So
2: so that was it for you. It was the as much as I love my pet, I don't want to necessarily put my pet down. You knew that your pet was getting up there in age, and the quality of life thing was just the biggest thing for you.
3: Yeah, I mean, he couldn't even drink water. He mm. didn't, couldn't find his food. His smell was going away, and it was just kind of sad at the end, and I wanted him to go out while he still had some control over his body.
2: Yeah. All right, 651-461-9226. Two, two, Love to get your reaction. Love to get your thoughts just on the topic of, you know, when, when you know that it's time to say goodbye to your pet. Now, Chris, you've owned multiple cats, and have you lost multiple cats? I know that you own cats right now,
4: currently. Yeah, we, we've we lost uh, a couple of them. And kind of like Taylor, when she's talking about her dog was 22. Uh, my cat was 19 when we had to put her down just a few years ago. And it it's hard because, like she was saying, you know, with the quality of life and our cat it got to the point where she couldn't use the litter box. You know, we had to buy, we kept buying these pee pads to put on the carpet to try and, and you know, cover when she couldn't go to the litter box. And then for us, it was – she would, got up. She was sitting next to me one day, and she just fell over. And I thought, well, maybe she just lost her balance. Mm-hmm. We found out she had a stroke. Mm. And then, like, half of her body wasn't working. I'm like, this cat's been my best friend through a year, you know, through all of my bad times. I could always rely on having that animal there to be my companion no matter what was happening. And we – I looked at my wife. I'm like, we got to put her down. It, you know, I – I don't want this animal... Was it a consensus? Yeah, it, it was It was a consensus. We knew that we had to do it. We didn't want to. Because mm-hmm. I think there's a sense of guilt that goes with Nobody it.
3: Nobody wants to do it.
4: You, you don't want to be the one that's responsible for... I don't want to put it frankly. You've got to kill this animal. You're the one that is, is making the ultimate decision. We have to end this animal's life because it's in their best interest. And it hurts. And there's guilt. And you feel terrible. And the sorrow. And you feel like you lose... A piece of you because they're your family, and and it it takes a while. I mean, it it takes a while to get yourself in a good mental place after it because all you you know you think about you're like if it wasn't you know if I didn't make the decision put this animal down, yeah, this animal would be here, but they just they wouldn't be what we remember them as.
2: Yeah, six five one four six one nine two two six. Um, yeah, it's just you know when I when I look at when when I look at. The article itself, and this is, let me just read you how it starts. It says, we woke up to a commotion in the middle of the night, coming from the dog bed. At first, we thought maybe one of our three dogs was having a bad dream or that the two smaller ones were having a little dust up. But it quickly became clear that this was something different. It was Darcy, our oldest and largest dog, convulsing. Darcy, an Australian cattle dog mix we rescued more than 12 years ago, had always seemed unbreakable. And then they go into how long they had the dog and all that stuff, whatever. But it just becomes, I think, a, a abundantly clear to everybody that when you see that your pet is in a different place and they're not themselves and then you cross-check it with you know, the vets and stuff like that, then eventually it just seems like your hand is forced.
3: Because at what point is that pet there for you? And, you know, they're suffering just so that you can have the comfort of them being there. And I just think that's the point where it's not fair to let them keep going.
4: You're being you're being selfish for you. But again, it's animals you can tell when they're just not right. And, you know, we had animals that would they'd go hide and they wouldn't be social. And it's like, okay, what's what's wrong? Something's not right. And you can just tell. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's it's hard. It is very, very hard, but it, you, it's unselfish to do it, too. It sounds like it's really – you're doing the right thing by relieving the pain of an animal and something that you care about deeply.
2: Yeah. All right, 651-461-9226. We'll take our first break. I appreciate it, Taylor, for for checking in and joining us here on this opening topic. Uh, somebody that, all, that knows us about this topic all too well, uh, definitely going through it. Um, she um, – has been uh, really, really grieving and down about uh, losing uh, her dog, Goldie, last week. Nadine Babu, gopherhole.com, Babu Social Network. She joins us next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830 WCCO. When is it time to say goodbye to your pet? Our guest here lost her beautiful dog, Goldie, last week. And Goldie was such a fixture for the University of Minnesota Golden for sports fans. Whether you saw Goldie on Twitter, Instagram, all forms of social media, um, definitely sad news to see Goldie go. Uh, but joining us now, her owner, Nadine Babu, you know her from being on the show, uh, and not just this show, she's been on other shows, gopherhole.com, CEO of uh, Babu Social Network, she's joining us here on the Lake Show. First off, Nadine, uh, I've been thinking about you since last week, clearly, I- I've communicated with you via text, we haven't talked that much, but uh, but I- I'm sorry uh, that, uh, that you lost Goldie last week, but you know, one of the things that that I was thinking about with regards to this topic is I, I saw this in the, in the paper and it's so timely with everything that you're going through is, is when is it time to say goodbye to your pet and just kind of maybe take me through what was going on with mm-hmm. Goldie in the last week?
5: Yep. Uh, first of all, thanks for your kind words and reaching out. I mean, this isn't just a radio thing. Like you're very kind and you, you've definitely um, been a great friend. So I appreciate that. Um, as far as the last week goes, today was actually her last night. Um, so basically, what it, it was probably starting in December. She started slowing down. She had already been on Rimadyl, as most people know. Like a lab, their their hips get a little tight, and it's just a little bit too much on them. But she had done great with medicine. Then December, she just had some bad days. You know, where it's just she was lethargic. A dog who never said no to a walk would look at me when I'd ask her to go for a walk. But I always heard that a dog will tell you. And mm. my last dog did, but my last Ugg decline was extremely quick. Like, it was literally she was fine, and then I called her in, and she just couldn't walk. Um, but Goldie was on and off, so she would have these bad days, but then she'd have sports of energy. And so for me, um, a big thing was making her eat because she's always she's been self-fed the last few years. She just eats kibble, um, and she's great about it but I noticed that she wasn't really eating much. So that's when I even told you about this and I posted on it um, online that I started giving her cheeseburgers and tacos and pizza and like basically giving her the life that she deserved because she was such a good girl and she'd been so disciplined and so good mm-hmm. and she should indulge in all these things. Um, and it wasn't until last week she was even okay Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, that's when I had taken her out, and then she needed help coming in. And she's always slept in her bed in my room. She's always followed me everywhere I go, and she didn't have the energy to follow me anymore. She couldn't get up. I let her sleep in the living room, and then Monday morning, I woke up to her crying, which was so hard to hear, and she was basically letting me know that it was time because she had moved one inch since the night before. And for a dog as lively and beautiful and wonderful as Goldie, that just was not the way to make her live the rest of her days. So I decided that day yeah. that we'd be putting her down the next day.
2: Yeah. And, and one of the things that, and, and I'm glad that you did this and I, I know it's not for everybody, but um, I, I think that, I, I think that for me, cause I've never owned a pet, right? Like, I love the how you documented the journey for Goldie there at the end, right? Like, like I could go through the the emotional roller coaster with you, even though it's 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 you know it's sad because you don't see the dog that you've gotten accustomed seeing on social media or, or whatever, right? Like, be vibrant and just be you know, um, um, just kind of you know living their best life. But I, I like the way that you showcased what was going on because that's the reality of owning a pet is that they're going to be. Um, the gorgeous part of things that go on during your relationship, but then at the end, you know, it, it, it gets hard.
5: It does, and I and I partially did that. Obviously, I shared the fun things all along um, to bring people joy, and then I showcased this part because I also feel like even if you know the pet or not, you're associated with them and you're you're invested in them, and you kind of need to see this too. And it's and if it makes anyone else's journey. Um, easier, and also, too, it was to show her the love. So I actually ended up having a going-away party for her last Monday, which, let me tell you, I said this is what humans should do. You shouldn't say good things at my funeral. You should come to see me before I'm gone, Mm -hmm. show me all the love, go in this peaceful, beautiful way. Um, I actually called Minnesota Pet. And they come and they put her down in your home. So you're in the comfort of your own home. You're not rushed. You're not in the waiting room. They're where they're loved. You can prepare. You can have everyone come say goodbye. And, like, honestly, at a, at a drop of a notice, I probably had 50 people stop by last Monday, which was, I mean, you know our friends, incredibly busy people. Yep. For them to do that and say to this dog, I love you and you will be missed, I don't think – She could have felt any more loved, which was a tiny reciprocity for how much love she showed me over the years.
2: All right. So I got one final question for you. Before I get to the final question, I'm going to I'm going to state my uh, my just my my thought on on Goldie is that, you know, when I think about your your dog, to me, the thing that I'm always going to remember is that she was literally like. The unofficial mascot for the University of Minnesota <laughs> Golden Gophers. Seriously, it's Goldie. You know, what I'm saying the unofficial mascot. Um, w- what was just the best part of of being her owner?
5: Oh gosh, that's so hard. Um, one off, she did end up having a photo shoot with the mascot Goldie Gopher, and I did it last November because I feared that she would never meet her namesake. So be sure to be sure to either post that or or they can look at my Twitter feed. But I would honestly see the best part of being her mom was just how much love she showed me every single day. Like being a rescue dog, she was going to be euthanized in Missouri. She was at a high kill shelter. It had been three months. And I think anytime we went for a car ride, anytime we went swimming, anytime she went on a boat, anytime she went on a cabin, anytime I even just cuddled with her on the couch, I had a feeling that she just looked at me and she was just like, thank you, mama. Like she just loved so hard
3: mm-hmm.
5: and so unconditionally.
2: Hey, thank you so much, Nadine. I appreciate it. I know that uh, that you've been a, uh, uh, you know, on a roller coaster of emotions here over the course of the last week, and I know that you're still grieving and down. But I but I do appreciate you coming on the show and talking about this topic.
5: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
2: All right, take take care. That's Nadine Babu, Gopherhole dot com, and CEO of Babu Social Networks six five one four six one nine two two six Let's take a phone call from Tammy in Lake Elmo. Good evening, Tammy. I'm here. How you doing?
6: How are you doing there, Mr. Lake?
2: I'm doing okay. What, what do you What do you have for me tonight? Because I know that I've kind of posed the question after seeing the article and us talking to Nadine about when is it time to say goodbye to your pet?
6: Um, I think if, if you have a really good relationship with your veterinary care and they can kind of follow their lead, but they're not gonna make the decision for you. You have to kinda of make it on your own and it's tough. I had a a, a Karen Carrier, little twenty pound dog for about thirteen and a half years named Lucky. And I had that dog from the puppy to right up to the end of its life. Mm. And I handle all of that all myself and it's tough because they're they're like your Right-hand man, they're just right there for you. And, you know, when they're geared up and ready to go for a walk, they're not going to let you by and not go for a walk. They're going to go. We need to go for
2: a walk. Yeah, that's your best friend. <laughs> that is your best yes, friend.
6: So, yes they are, you know, and they're not going to leave you alone. They want you to do something with them, and they're going to let you know. Yeah.
2: You know. let, let me ask you this. Did, did you um Did you have a pet after?
6: Uh, no. At the time that I was losing that dog, I was going through a little financial hardship for a bit. Yep. And I had looked into getting a pet at a shelter, but um seeing that, how much commitment for another pet and the cost, and I just, I've had I've had to let that go.
2: Yeah. No, I but I've you.
6: had a lot, a lot of memories of having a good pet and fun to play with fun to teach them you know and they, my little canteria loved like older people and had a lot of good little dog friends along the way and it was just really hard but you it's all part of that life cycle that unfortunately we have to go through and that it can be pretty hard
2: yep Hey, thanks so much for the, uh, the the call and the contribution, Tammy. I appreciate it. Tammy and Lake Elmo checking in. Let's take one more phone call. Let's go to Nick, who's over in Roseville. He wanted to weigh in real quickly. How you doing, Nick?
7: Hey, Henry. Uh, first of all, uh, my sympathies to Dean. Uh But secondly, um, <clears throat> so I had a cat, and she got – we, what we like to call the cat version of Alzheimer's or dementia, you know, going back everywhere. I'd, I'd step in her stuff all the time. And so we were kind of mentally preparing it for years. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't even be with my mom when mom eventually put down. And actually I, I was sad to lose Sally, but I breathed a sigh of relief in a way mm-hmm. because She was suffering. But also, I must tell you, um, I hats off to you, even though I don't know you. Hats off to you for wanting people to basically have what what I like to call a living wake. Because in 2004, we went to a living wake for a good friend of ours who actually ended up living until I think it was 2012, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so hats off to you for that.
2: Yeah, thanks to the phone call from Nick in Roseville. Definitely having um, some some memories, I think, being shared by those people that are pet owners that unfortunately have had to deal with the, the you know the grief and the trauma of losing their pet. But uh, but there are always going to be better days. There's there's definitely going to be better days, and I'm, I'm glad that people have shared uh, a specific, uh, specifically Nadine here on the topic. All right, coming up next, we'll take a look at the local weather with Chief Meteorologist Paul Douglas. But what were some of the notable things that everybody was talking about? From the Grammys last night. We get to that next year on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. Grammys last night. So many different things that people we're talking about and still talking about and love to get some reaction about that but this what you're listening to right now Tracy Chapman (laughs) performing with Luke Holmes that was one of the best things about last now full transparency I didn't watch the entire Grammys I watched snippets and clips a little bit later because there was I mean, I'm, I'm assuming there are probably, like, dozens of moments. This was definitely a moment. I thought that this performance from Tracy and Luke killed it, right? And the thing that I love about this specifically is that we know the popularity of the song because of what Luke has done and remaking it, but you have an appreciation for her right now, Right? Like, this is one of her moments with Fast Car. And I just love everything about that. And she is somebody that I think people talk about what I've read about her in the last 48 hours is that, like, she's super genuine. She's not like an inten- uh, attention seeker. I think this is the first time she's performed it in I don't know how long. So it was really, really, I think, a cool moment for her last night, her and him.
4: Oh, it's for her to get the the just the the flowers, so to speak. It's mm-hmm. incredible how good Tracy Chapman is, and it just takes that one song for somebody like a Luke Combs to to want to remake, and all of a sudden she's back into the spotlight, and we look at her and we forget how good. Of an artist she was, exactly. and she's got that soulsy bluesy. Just she's somebody that and you a could, little bit country and a little bit country. Yeah. And and you think about it, think about a country singer.
2: I think it's more. I think it's more country than than soulful. In my opinion,
4: okay. I I you. I won't fight. I won't fight you on that. But I think you've got somebody who identifies with the LGBTQ community in a country singer coming together for that moment. And out of all of the moments last night, that's one that people are going to be remembering. And it really, kind of like you, Henry, I didn't watch the entire thing, but just from what I saw in the clips that I saw, it was just moment upon moment upon moment. And that could very well, I mean, everybody's talking about fast car today and not the Luke Combs are talking about Tracy Chapman.
2: Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to touch on, too, is, or the next thing, is the Celine Dion, okay? I am super pumped, stoked, excited that we were able to see her. Now, we know that she's been dealing and battling a disease and an illness, Mm -hmm. right? But in terms of public appearances, there haven't been any. She looked great last night. She looked it, really good. And it doesn't mean that she's well. It doesn't mean that, you know, because she's, she's trying to overcome adversity. She wants to perform music and all that stuff. But to see her last night, that I think that meant a lot for people. And I think that that could have been the moment of all moments last night because she is a living legend. She is an icon. Yes. And we saw her on stage at the the Grammys last night just to see her look as good as she looked. Um, she was able to walk. I mean, that was awesome.
4: I, I think it's a chance for people to acknowledge her and respect her and give her the admiration that she deserved because Celine Dion for, you know, a period of what, 10 to 15 years? Like she was all, I mean, the the type, like, you know, on just so many of these, I can't even think of all of them, but. I mean, the soundtrack that she's put so many out there, it is incredible what Celine Dion has done. And to have the courage to go out there after scaling back all of her stuff in, in Vegas and in the residencies, I can't imagine. And having
2: to deal with the, 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 the trauma and the grief of losing your husband, too.
4: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, you're out there and you're exposing yourself and your weakness. And you know that people are just going to criticize and, and rail and troll. And I haven't seen anybody do that to Celine Dion, which is I think very, very thankful.
2: Yep. All right. The other thing now, this is attached to the Celine Dion situation. And look, I am not somebody that hates Taylor Swift, uh, critical of Taylor Swift and all that. Mm -hmm. But I will say this, because there is a lot of people being uh, critical of Taylor Swift after last night. I do think that she should have acknowledged Celine Dion uh, when she was up there on stage um, Cause that didn't really happen. They did have a moment after that, and they took a picture. I'm not sure if you saw the picture, but they took a, yep. a beautiful picture together. But I don't think it was intentional. I just think that maybe she just didn't, in, in the moment, didn't think about it. But I would have had, I would have liked for Taylor to acknowledge the greatness of one Celine Dion.
4: Well, you've got a female icon in Celine Dion, and it would have been one of those moments where, not necessarily a a, a passing the torch sort of thing. But you've got Celine Dion and Taylor Swift because you had, you know, uh, you know, Mariah Carey was there. So you had like last night was all about women and and it was a great night for women. But yeah, it was definitely one of those things that Taylor Swift, I can't imagine being that successful. And you're trying like your head is spinning and you've got all these things, these people you have to acknowledge and you got to get in, you got to get out. You forget about it. I think that was a little bit of PR spin by her team. Getting the it was a mistake by Taylor Swift, but by I don't no think means it was intentional. Though. No, 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 like, no, no, like, it no. It no. wasn't intentional. No, 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 no. I mean, how many times have we all been in something and then you are like, "Yeah, I probably should have done this, or I probably should have done that." It I mean, we, we all, yeah, we all get caught up in the moment.
2: Yep. the The other thing that when we look at last night, Billy Eilish. The that what was I made for? That song is unbelievable. Are you having uh, computer issues? I'm having computer issues as well. Maybe maybe Odyssey is being attacked. Maybe our systems are being attacked. I'm having computer issues. You're having computer issues. But that song is it is it, it clearly top of the list in terms of like for 2023. It stood out. Amazing song. Very sentimental. Uh, It makes you think about just life in general, just everything about that song. So Billie Eilish, I think, had a moment where she performed and everybody was digging that. The other person that clearly had a moment last night was um, Miley Cyrus because Flowers, I think, that was song of the year, right? Yes. And and so she was celebrated. Yeah, this is Flowers. Yeah. Do you like the song or not? I love it. I love the song.
4: I love it. It's
2: it's catchy. I love the melody. Mm-hmm. It's just it's awesome.
4: It, it it is, and I think it can kind of speak to because we talk about the female empowerment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically saying, I don't need you as a man. I can do this myself. You know, I don't know. This I, is awesome. It's it's I love a great song. it's a great song. It's got a great. I like her like raspy voice too. I've been a Miley Cyrus fan for years. But uh Hannah Montana? Hannah Montana! Oh. <laughs> Why do you think my daughter's named Hannah? You yeah. know? No. No, there's no. I'm about,
2: about to say I don't think that you went there.
4: No, I I didn't. I could, but no, I I did. But no, Miley Cyrus. Her first ever Grammy, too. Think about it. Like her first ever Grammy last night. Incredible night for for Miley Cyrus. That's something.
2: All right, uh, and then also Billy Joel just Closing it, you know, turn
4: the lights back on. It's Billy Joel, man. I know it's the goat. I mean, my guy closing it out. See, this,
2: these are things that you'll remember forever. Mm-mm. I'm dead. You know, you won't remember forever. Oh no, I oh, will. Okay. Oh yeah, no, I thought no, you I, said, uh-uh. I was like, no, I'm no,
4: willing. no, no. Being, I, I won't forget about it. It's incredible,
2: Joni Mitchell as well. I mean. Hold on. Man, the text line is trying to beat us to all the stuff. Yeah, Joni Mitchell. Which
4: one we're trying to get to the stuff. Yeah, Joni Mitchell was there, too. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, so much positivity out of last night. I mean, it was really about the awards, right? And, and it was just, it was incredible last night. Like, you've got a lot of these memorable moments. Like, I can't remember last year's Grammys or Emmys or Tonys or whatever, but it's like, yeah, I, I'm the anticipation, right? Especially like closing it out. People are like, oh, I wish Billy Joel would have been in the first news flash. If they know that you're going to be waiting for Billy Joel to perform his brand new music,
2: they're going to make you hang on.
4: They're going to, yeah,
2: as long as they can,
4: as long as they and can, watch. yeah, and yeah, it, it was it was incredible. And yeah, Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs, I don't think you could make a case that the Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs, Celine Dion, Billy Joel. I think you could put those all Joni Mitchell. I think that's the first time she ever performed at the Grammys. And she was just sitting there and just surrounded by musicians. It, it was just for a music lover. It was it was great. I wish I would have watched. All, I can't watch like four or four and a half hour award shows. I, I can't do it.
2: All right. Try, try to cue me up some some uh, Billy Eilish if you can. Hopefully okay. computers yeah, acting on. right. Uh, Joni Mitchell. Yeah, we clearly we just we just touched on that. Uh, from the 612 Tracy Chapman Luke Holmes burned the house down yes we played a, we played some of that performance from last night uh to kick off the segment made my eyes well up she looked so good and happy she did look good and she happy she looked awesome yeah, yeah. that was I, it was that was literally that was her moment like
4: she has not released anything since 88 right i mean has she, I, don't I don't know i don't think she has cuz sometimes you get these artists that they just they'll They'll release one thing, and then they just kind of—they're like, "Okay, I'm good," just to see that I could do it. And here's your, here's your Billie Eilish.
2: I love, I love her voice here; is just unbelievable. This is very—I don't want to say that I get sentimental every time I—I I hear it, but I—I I, I guess. In a way, though, when I think back to how this lays out, you would think melancholy.
4: Yeah, melancholy is a good way to describe it.
2: Um, is a way that I would probably look at it. A, 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 just a tinge just maybe sadness and maybe somebody that you miss or a moment in your life that made you think. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this song is so beautiful. She's extremely talented. And it's funny because you know, people create these stereotypes of the wild childs, Billy Eilish and and Siley uh, uh, Miley uh, Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. It's, man, they're great musicians, man. They are. They're so talented.
4: They they're they're very talented. I think the older I get, the more I appreciate different genres of music. Yeah, you because know, I mean, they're you because know, you know, you're my, my foray through radio. Like when I started in Fargo, I was a jock on a light rock music station. I worked at two different country stations. I worked at an oldie station, worked at KFGO, worked at the ticket. And you really learn a lot. And then you kind of get out of those, you know, out of that music when you're not listening to it. But it's like, I feel like it's kind of come around. I'm like, I'll I'll listen to it because I enjoy it. It's an easy listen. And I think that's kind of what I want now. I want an easy listen, something that has legit musicians, individuals that can do multiple things that I can just put on and I can just, I can just chill. Yeah. I can just chill.
2: A 651-461-9226. Two, two, there was one kind of an awkward moment last night that I do want to touch on, and we'll get to that next year on The Lake Show. All right, the text line from the 651. If you look back at video, when Celine came out on stage, they showed Taylor for a few seconds. Taylor's reaction is obvious that she highly regards Celine. Um, Joni and Billy and Tracy favorite moments. Let me repeat this. Not for one second do I think Taylor Swift um, meant to diss or not respect or not show honor or anything towards Celine Dion. People that are in their feelings about that, Get over it like this is I just don't believe that for one second and and it wasn't intentional in any way shape or form. sometimes you just get lost in moments like we all have nerves I've had times where I've been in front of audiences or done whatever and you just you know it, you it, you momentarily
4: it, lose track of where you're
2: at think about when you're at the Grammys that's an out of body experience like think about that seriously so i, I you, there's no um, me criticizing Taylor Swift with regards uh, to all of that. I bet
4: she'd recognize it if it was Travis Kelsey back there. Uh,
2: it was great to hear Annie Lennox sing Princess, uh, song nothing compares to you with two of his bandmates, Wendy and Lisa from the Revolution, playing guitar and piano. Uh, what was it? Wow. Annie's song. This kind of jumps all over the place, uh, being the world's greatest Prince fan. Um, I, 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 I don't know where the, the rest of it's going. It kind of jumps around while hearing Annie's song, I guess. alright uh six five one four six one nine two two six. Uh I think we've got to the mature. The other thing I want to get to real quickly. Let's play this. It was kind of a little bit of an awkward moment. Jay-Z comes up onto the stage, and he kind of calls out the Academy with regards to his wife, Beyonce. We want y'all to get it right. At least get it close to right. And obviously it's subjective. Y'all don't got to clap at everything. Obviously it's it's subjective because, you know, it's music and it's opinion-based. But, you know, some things, you know, I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting that she, look, t- to think that Beyonce has never won Album of the Year, crazy. that is crazy. That, that is legitimately, like, but music is subjective. And look, I don't put a whole lot of faith in the academies anyway because sometimes they just flat out get it wrong. Coming up next, it's never okay for companies to take advantage of their customers, but should the customers get over on retailers, we get to that next.
8: toyota let's go places
1: i'm tony kornheiser this is my show my friends come on and you know them we talk about the sports you care about basketball now golf and the metronome of your life baseball whether it's opening day the big tournament or one of the majors we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened and let's not forget the important stuff the amount of daylight where i live the importance of speedies and the rankings of beach style pizza Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.